Oh, I'll count us in. Four, three, <laughs> one. Oh, we're back. <laughs> oh, we're back. We're back after an audio incident again last week. I think it just proves that if you don't have me here, that nothing fucking happens. So. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Am I wrong? Shut up. There's one from one. One, one from one. I'll speak to the board, I'll speak to the board of directors and see what we can come up with. <laughs> yep. All right, sweet. Sounds good. I'll see you after this. Uh, well, big week. Anyways. Big week. Of the Premier League. And to be honest, the game that we all thought was going to be the best for match week 13 <laughs> turns out to be Fuck. one of the worst anyway. I don't think it probably was the worst, but uh, 12.30 start. They spoke about it. Gary Neville especially spoke about probably for the Man City-Liverpool game this is that we're talking about. Uh, that they'd just come back off the international break. He reckons that playing at the time that they did, the ball was actually going a little bit slower. Oh, and he goes, uh, yep. he goes, I've been talking about it a little bit. He goes, even the empty had, he didn't say empty had. <laughs> it was the empty had. Yeah, well, that's what he's saying. He goes, fans aren't really ready to come back after this international break. It's too early yep. uh, when this game should be played. Do you agree or disagree? I, I said that in the in the group chat. I was just like, look at fucking Eddie had, it's empty. There's spare seats. What's going on? Yeah, but it's not like if that's Anfield or if that's Old Trafford, it's full at 12.30. It doesn't make uh, a fucking difference. Yeah, like, but still, it's a shit time to play again. I understand it might be inconvenient, but at the end of the day, is it really that big of a deal? I think they're trying to make a bigger deal of it. Is The, the only clubs that make a big deal of it are the ones that it's affecting a little bit. Well, it's, we've played every fucking 12.30 game <laughs> yeah. after so it's every like, international for the last two years. Like. Yeah, any club that's got... International players, yeah, are the ones that are going to complain about it. Obviously, every club in the prem. No, no. Well, maybe one or two, but the ones that have a lot of international players. But yeah, I just—is it really that big of a deal? They're professional athletes. You've got big enough squads to be able to. There should be the depth there to handle, (laughs) especially with City. They've got no excuse. You guys are really sort of halfway there with the depth, so. Uh, you know, I don't think there's really any excuse apart from maybe you know your mid mid to higher table teams like maybe a Tottenham, for example, who really don't have much depth at they all. They struggle, yeah, um, but they never get a twelve thirty game, so they don't. Mm, they don't mm, doesn't matter. <laughs> but I get why they do it as well because it's like a standalone game, so everyone like the TV ratings is is yeah. really the reason why they do it. But yeah. anyway, yeah. snooze fest. Yeah, it was a snooze fest. Although Harlan looked really dangerous early, obviously kicking the goal that he did. Um, I think he's sort of back to nearly, not that saying that he was never there because he's still the top scorer for the league, but I felt like that sort of performance from him was just like, okay, he sort Shows of. Shows his he, form again. And he can be a big game player yeah. as well. Yeah. Which was really impressive from his end. And I thought Man City actually dominated the game, to be honest. I thought that they had. Yeah, as, as expected. Doubled they, the, I mean, it's doubled up there, the shot, Doubled the shots. Mm. Did a lot right, and I thought we just sort of had to scrounge our way to one all mm. to get it there in the like, end. Yeah, Foden, Foden was doing damage to our back line. Like he was just running around us all. Doing the time. damage. I, I can't stand <laughs> the kid, but he had a pretty decent Philip. game over the weekend. So. Oh, and also, by, quickly, by the way, yeah, we're, we're here with. See, yeah, 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 Jack Jack Bobby, yeah. before we get we too didn't far even into it. ourselves, <laughs> we'll yeah, we're, we're joined in. by old Harley Constable <laughs> Jack Broth this weekend. Yeah. I'm Andrew and Andy. Um, so the usual gang, uh, minus an M Ray. We don't know. Yeah, he, it just goes to show how I'm on every second week. So I it's can, just like, oh, let's get back into it. Yeah, well, you, know, su- you know the drill now. You're supposed to be the you know the one coming off the bench, but 
I mean, you, yeah. you're like a Johnny Evans at the moment. Isn't you? <laughs> and Emre's like our, Emre's our, Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's benched. <laughs> so he's looking for a transfer. Yeah, Emre's, Emre's yeah. looking for another podcast. You might have to, to turn him into a Jaden Santo. Oh. Just get rid of him. Maybe he's <laughs> off doing a Turkish podcast. We don't know. Oh, funnily enough, January transfer window, we're going to try and get Very close. a yeah. couple other people in. So if you do enjoy from the spot and you love the EPL and love to chat about it, well, why not? Love a bit of yeah. beer. Send us a message. Yeah. Anyway, uh, jump into the next Going next game, we'll go into the we'll go rapid fire. I think that was just a little bit of a touching yeah. point because it was the highlighted game of the weekend. Oh, but we'll yeah. rapid fire the rest of the scores, yeah. um, and then we'll have a bit of a discussion about it. So we'll jump into Sheffield and Bournemouth. So Bournemouth actually had a pretty decent game, one three one. We have Forest versus Brighton. Brighton taking it three two. Lots of goals, lots of goals this weekend as well. Lots so of drama in that game. Very, too. yeah, it was a lot happening. Um, we got Burnley West Ham, so West Ham winning that one two one at Burnley. We've got my favourite one of the weekend, Luton getting two one up over Palace. Hey, we got Newcastle oh. absolutely demolishing Chelsea four uh, one. Sterling with a fucking banger goal though, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. We've got Brentford going down one nil to Arsenal. We've got Villa beating Tottenham. 2-1 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We've got Everton going down 3-0 to United with Garnacho with a fucking banger of a goal. Viva Garnacho. <laughs> we got Fulham beating Wolves 3-2. That was a very goal-heavy game as well, so good to see that. And that wraps up the scores for this weekend. What's your biggest talking point out of any of those games for the weekend? As you, Oh, it's got to be that that goal. Garnacho's like, goal, definitely. yeah. Pretty Quite. fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Get on that. Uh, Honestly, when I first saw it, it was like I wasn't even celebrating it. I just sat there and went, holy fuck. Yeah. Right. Like, what just happened? Yeah. And I've, I've listened to a bunch of different uh, podcasts that have mentioned it as well. And it seems to be that was the resounding result was like everyone has just gone, holy shit, this, yeah. this 19-year-old kid has just gone and pulled a – Ronaldo a or a Bale yeah. or a Rooney, you know, who did that in their prime. Yeah. So uh, I think it, it's Goes good to show for the his, potential yeah, of him. It's good sure. for his brand as well, to be honest. That sort of puts him on the map a little bit. But it'll be interesting now that the uh, the world's eyes are on him even more. I mean, he's a Manchester United player, so they already eyes are. But on him, yeah. It'll be interesting now that that's the, the greater, what would you call it, audience. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he, how he deals with that. Well, yeah, I think it was, in a way, it was probably better than Rooney's goal for the execution, yep. yeah, but I, I don't think, so. think it was as iconic. No, no not with the like the actual result yeah. from it, um, because that was like a, a should that was a yeah, league win. in, yeah, that was a league winning game uh, game that Rooney scored in, yeah, and against like it was a Manchester derby. It just like had everything lined up it for him. Meant but a lot more. The yeah. actual goal itself, I think, it was a better goal. Yeah, better um, hit. Cleaner connection, yeah. I just... Unfortunate it was against Everton in a, a team that's been deducted ten points, <laughs> so doesn't really matter there. But won't disregard the the brilliance of it. I think yep. it was yeah, probably goal of the season so far. Oh, easy and easy. It might even take it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless we see something incredible, something absolute banger from our. Well, Sterling's Sterling's free kick was pretty good. Pretty but, good. Um, I kind of want to touch on the the Luton Crystal Palace game. Yeah. Um, actually, quickly, I did have one more thing I wanted to mention mm-hmm. in that while we were on the United thing. Yeah. Was uh, young Kobe Mainu as well. His uh, his debut 
Had a lot Premier of Premier League debut was very good, very good. Um, he did everything well. Uh, he had a lot of praise from a lot of pundits, especially which is crazy. You don't hear Roy Keane bigging up kids very often, but singing his praises about this kid. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. He he's got a lot of talent there, obviously, and we've been waiting for him to come back because he's been injured for the start of the season. But actually, back onto the United game. Martial's penalty. No. What are your oh, thoughts? What, when he when he got drew it. the penalty. Yeah, when he drew the penalty. First glance, I thought it wasn't. Yeah, but on the replay, I thought, oh yeah, well he's sort of sucked young in. Yeah, and I mean, well, you know, I, it's it's a soft one, but I very think soft. it is a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, with I the agree, way they yeah. adjudicate it now, I think it is. It was a penalty because he stood a little bit on his foot, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I, it was sort of like he. Oh, Martial it. sort of stepped his line into it. He, he did it well. Yeah. Like he, yeah. you could tell he was going for it. But at the end of the day, if you do draw that contact and it prevents you from moving forward, then yeah. yeah. Um, um, but I thought actually Martial had a really nice cheeky little chip in that one on one too with the, with Pickford. Yeah. Just sort of flicked him one way and just little dink at the end. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which was really good. But fuck me. I wish he could just do it more than. More than five times in the season. This season, yeah, it's a shame because Marshall's such a good player, but oh, he's so talented. He just, yeah, he's, I think he's ego. Been the story. He just goes missing. Career, though. Yeah. He just goes missing. Yeah, he missing had that really big... good year about six or so years ago. Yeah, uh, there was I one. I think it was nineteen twenty season where he, Rashford, and Greenwood were our top three, and they all scored fifteen or twenty goals together. That was the yep. best season that I've seen for Martial since then. I mean, he, he doesn't stay on the pitch. That's the biggest problem. So, Well, there is another big thing as well, and that's probably United in six at the moment and probably making a bit of a charge. They've won four of their last five, which is... Five of the last six now. Five of the last six, yep. so even better than that from what I can mm-hmm. see. But uh, in terms of the ladder as well, we've spoken off air about Everton losing the 10 points and probably the relegation battle for what it is. And you're pretty confident in Burnley and Sheffield United going down? Definitely. Yeah, I agree there. I um, think they're not, they're not putting any performances in. Yeah. Like it's, oh, it's just – it's as simple as you, if you can see that many goals, you've you got no chance. Yeah. If you can – like the, the key to staying up in the Premier League for lower table teams is to be solid. Like if you can be solid yeah. and pinch some results, that's how you stay up. Yeah. That's how it, like that's the proven method of staying up in the Premier League, especially for that first year. Like probably you might look at Leeds or something that come up who didn't do that but still stayed up. But most of the ones that stay up end up being the ones that like Luton right now, even though they arguably should be below both uh they've they've done well in terms of keeping it solid. Yeah. Even though I think they've only what have they conceded? 10, 10 goals or 12 against, more, less goals. Yeah, they've conceded twenty three, twenty three, and they've kicked twelve. Yeah, I think they've. Yeah, they're, so look, you've got thirty two goals for Burnley that they've can. So they've ten goals. Less. Yeah, if you're over twenty, conceding twenty, you're in the bottom half of the, mm-hmm. the table, I think. But yeah, I, I agree there. Luton, Luton's definitely holding their own a little bit. They're scoring a few more goals. They're if they if they are holding their own, which I agree with, yeah, who who's going to be the third team that should be relegated? Then is Everton your number one, I guess, target for being that, or who would it be? Nah, it's not. It, there's not enough in it. I, I mean, like your call earlier. I think Forest 
going off their kind of win-loss ratio at the moment, they're looking like the more likely team to keep dropping points. Yeah. Everton's going to fight for this. They've never been relegated. They're not going to want to get relegated. They're going to be pushing the fuck out of staying out of that bottom three. So who knows? They might, like after their appeal as well, you might yeah. you might see a change in how many points are deducted as well. Yeah. It has happened before. I think it happened to Juve, was it last season? They got deducted a bunch of points and then it got reduced to like half. Was it, was it last season or this or season? Whenever it was. Yeah, yeah. But they got deducted points, so yeah. it's happened before. Yeah, I, but I, honestly, I, I'm thinking it's got to be Bournemouth or Luton. I, I think it's them. I think it's a coin toss yeah. between Forest and Luton. It's going to be an interesting battle to see who stays out between those two teams. I think Bournemouth will find a little bit of consistency. Find, yeah, they'll they'll find a little bit of a way to play together as a team yeah. as well. Yeah, I think because they've when was the last time they were relegated? Yeah, they've been up for a while. They've been up for a little while now. So, but if it could be them to go, you don't know. Yeah, if Forest get relegated, they will fucking fold. The amount of money that they spend when they first come up, they sign like twenty players when they first come up. Like their next next three weeks is the biggest then because they've got (laughs) Fulham, they've got Everton, and they've got Wolves. All games that they probably should take points from. And Fulham and Wolves are both away as well, so they're. They're, like they'd these be three games are massive mm. in terms of where they're going to actually traject for the rest of the season. Yeah, they'd want to share the points at Wolves and Fulham if they're playing away. If they don't get that draw, then they're probably looking to go down. Uh, that, yeah, fuck. Yeah. That's rough. It's crazy too how, how even the table is right now. Like when you're looking at there's six points between first and sixth. Yep. And, I mean, Two I think games. it's ten points between first and ninth. Crazy. Like, it's never like that. What, 13, 14 games in, 13 games in? You never see that breakaway. There's usually a breakaway, especially from that that top six bracket to the next. You know, it it drops off quite significantly. So to see that consistently, uh, like consistency across the board, the, the craziest thing when you look back at that is you look at that three weeks ago, Tottenham and Man United are right next to each other. I reckon there was about seven places yep. between Tottenham and United three weeks ago. That just shows you how quickly things can can change. And I think we'll uh, we'll jump into the whole Tottenham form on that note. Mm-hmm. Uh, three losses in a row. What do we think? I we all kind of called it on the podcast a few we weeks did. ago. I don't know. I don't want to toot our own horn. Uh, but... We are tooting though. <laughs> um, <laughs> we kind of called it. Because of the frequency that Tottenham do it, every I think the season injury, we see it. Yeah, the injury stuff has obviously it's affected had a bearing. Yep, but yeah, for a team pushing twelve, oh, I think they won eleven weeks unbeaten. This is, this is what we come back to, though the depth yep. that the better teams have at yep. the end of the day. Look mm-hmm. at City; they've had the same. In, they've had probably more injuries than what Tottenham has, but they've been able to stay the afloat fighting. with it. Yeah, that's yep. just the challenge that the Premier League's mm-hmm. always going to have. And and I think yeah that's that's the thing with Tottenham is they they have eleven players mm. they don't have a, a a squad where you can pull someone aside put them into a squad mind you they should keep it. they, they should, should. Be able to. being a they're top a four club, club that like they're claiming they're a big to be club. yeah like they're definitely a big club um they should definitely have that depth there but at the same time who wants to go and play at Tottenham <laughs> if <laughs> third, at the start of the year you're definitely best team in London <laughs> if Andrew sends me part. an email and says Andrew I need you to come play I might go play with them but <laughs> jeez. <laughs> I think it, it's got to get to the point where Ange looks at it. I mean, yes, you've got a, 
a DNA, as they call it. Mm. Like, yes, we want to play like this, but when you don't have the troops to play like this, at the end of the day, it's a results game. Yeah. If you're not getting the results, the club will fucking get rid of you, right? I think that's where Ten Hag has done well because he has not had the troops and gone, oh, well, fuck it. You know, if we're not going to play pretty, we're not going to play pretty, but we've still get, you get, get results. results until yep. we get the players back to try and implement that style again. And now you're on kind of a roll. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. You've like, you look at the players that, that we haven't had yep. and we've still sort of kept ourselves in, in touching distance, whereas, I mean, if Tottenham keep trying to play what they're doing with the troops that they're doing, they're going to drop qu- – like, you've seen how far they've dropped in three weeks. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, though, they're still fifth. Um, yes, they've had injuries, but a couple of them they'll be getting back soon. I don't. And then yeah, I think there's what, a lot. There's mid, a couple of mid December or something. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of ones that'll be back before Christmas. Mm-hmm. But then you've got the biggest game for them this week in terms of Man City versus Tottenham. So I'm keen to hear your predictions. Obviously, Man City found a bit of form in a way in having a draw, and which they arguably should have won. So if Tottenham are going to be a top four side at the end of the year, it'd be interesting to see if they can. They need to at least push a draw in this game. I think is that at home. For Tottenham? No, it's at uh, Empty Head. Oh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I love Empty Head so yeah, much. Good luck. They won't. <laughs> well, Not with that defence. Is there any other touching points from the match week 13 that you want to touch on? Touch on, touch, touch on, on, touch on. Uh, let me have a quick look. There is. I'm looking through my notes and I can't mm-hmm. fucking find it. There was something important I wanted to talk about. Um, I did actually note down that it seemed like a round of mistakes from goalkeepers. Like, yep. You looked at Ramsdale. Uh, who else was there? Allison. Ramsdale, lucky to get away with. Thiago Silva. Thiago oh, Silva. Like fuck yeah. it. Like the mistakes really define the week. I mean, oh, well, Sun three offsides, three mm-hmm. goals. Yeah, they're all they're all goals. So unlucky there. I think Villa did well playing an offside trap there. Arsenal uh, just keep getting it done. I think we. Yep. I think I don't think we probably talk about them enough being in that conversation, considering that they're literally top of the Premier League right now. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assessment. Maybe that's because yeah. none of us go for it. Oh, Arsenal. Yeah, 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 but at the end of the day, as well, they're they're like I guess they're there at the moment because of you know the other teams that probably should have performed better, and that's the same for us. That's the same for a couple of teams. Hey, and yeah, and Tottenham are up there too, and then probably the same sort of thing. They then they've dropped down. Yep. So there's no one that's been the standout this year. So it's every position's been interchangeable to a degree, mm. except for probably the bottom couple of sides. The over only the last couple of weeks, they're probably the only team that hasn't really had any sort of issue in terms of on field or off field. They've been pretty well full strength the whole season. Uh, you know, Liverpool's had issues. City's. Obviously, when they lost, Rodri is a huge, huge cog, even though it's Rod, uh, City. And obviously, they haven't had Kevin De Bruyne either. Uh, you know, the, you've had so many other teams have issues. I think that's reflecting in in their performances. Well, not their performances, but where they're sitting right now. Yeah. But they're still obviously one of the better sides in the Premier League. Well, it's going to be interesting to hear their predictions from there. I think probably the only other thing was um, we spoke about it at the start of the episode a little bit, but the Chelsea game was just interesting for me. Andy, you had a really good point in that Gordon's having a fantastic season. Since, yeah, since coming over from Everton, I think he's uh, found a bit of form, probably enjoying the way Newcastle play footy a lot more as well because Everton was pretty pretty sad way of playing. So, he's yeah, he's coming out firing. Um, if he's not scoring, he's assisting. And he's just being a fucking all-round player. And I think that's helped Newcastle get to where they're at. Um, so, also, yeah. 
like that that Lewis Dunk red card. Like how hey, brainless oh, was that? Yeah, that was a bit bit rough that one. So they are very very lucky that they didn't drop points from that game after being in a very commanding position three one. You're three fan, one away the fans from home. Would have turned on him if that had have happened. You have. They were away, weren't they? I'd be turn, yeah, I'd yeah. be I'd be turning. They're three one up. Yep. Away from home at Nottingham Forest, who have got a great home record. We were yep. talking about it the other week. Yep. And you go to the referee and get up in his face, get a yellow. Okay, you get a you get a yellow. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Thank you. Like you're the captain. Yeah. Just fuck off. Do your captain thing. You've had a chat. You've got your yellow. Refs told you to go away. Go away. Yeah. You, you from that interaction, you should have learned what you can and can't say. Yep. And you go on from there. But for him to then go up to him and be like, sorry, mate, must have been talking a bit of shit, tried to shake his hand. He's obviously being a smart ass still. Mm-hmm. And the umpire's going, well, fuck you, mate. Yeah, exactly. Off you go. Second and you yellow. can't blame him. You can't blame him. Dra- drama field game all yeah. over, though. A couple of penalties that mm-hmm. you just look at and you go, oh, you can't be making that mistake yeah. in the box at that period of yep. time. So, But they were. So, like what the second one was soft, but the first one was also a bit soft. They were both soft. Paid. And, yeah. At least it's consistent. They were paid both ends, and this yep. is what I was saying before when we were watching the highlights. The fact that it was paid both ends justifies it. If it was paid one end and not the other, then you'd be facing an uproar. Yeah, exactly. You can't. The, the consistency is what everyone's talking about in the Prem at the moment with the refs. So Tell you what, it's hard to be a defender, though, in any sporting oh, league at the moment, uh, let alone the Premier League. One more thing I wanted to say is figuratively hats off mm. to Unai Emery. Yep. What a job he is doing this year with yep. with Aston Villa. Yep. Getting the best out of like players like Douglas Louise. Ollie Watkins, Ollie Watkins. In, in fucking career best form. I was, I was about to touch on Ollie Watkins. He had a pretty decent game. And he's, you know, just doing the Emery thing that he's always been good at, those in-game management decisions that yep. win him games. Yep. Like he put Tielemans and um, what's the winger's name? He put them on at half. So he hooked two people at halftime. I think Matty Cash was one of them and someone else. Put those two on, change the game. You know, they're 1-0 down. And they go, uh, Tillemans was really good. And oh, what's his name? Fuck me. I'm going to have to look him up. But, it was Torres that scored for them. Yeah. Um, I think it, uh, one of them was a Tillemans assist, but he, he just yeah. provided that link through the midfield yeah. that they didn't have. Added something different. Yep. Um, so, but to be two points off top. Actually, that, yeah, that was the thing. After I 13 wanted, rounds. Wanted is, to talk about. That's a, who the fuck would have thought that Villa. <laughs> yeah. Would yep. be there after thirteen rounds. Yeah. Or you, you could have shot me. Oh, maybe Emray. <laughs> Emray called him as the the roughy. But. Yeah, we and this is the thing we called it back a few weeks ago. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I said it on air. It's like hats off. You know, this is fucking brilliant seeing Villa up there actually contesting. They would play good footy. They're a club that I would love to like get up in that conversation more often. I don't yeah. know why. I've always respected Villa. Yeah. It's been bad to see them where they were, you know, over the last, say, five years where they've been sort of not cellar dwellers but struggling. Yeah. Can you imagine if they got Ivan Tony in to compliment with Ollie Watkins, how good that'd be? Yeah. I reckon, yes. I reckon that would, that would that put would them good. in that conversation of you going in years to come after – Performances where they'd be contending most years. Speaking of, I would not be surprised if um, if United are knocking on their door for Ivan Tony in yeah. summer. 
Because they're, they're going to get rid of him for sure. Like, Brentford. I've, I think Brentford will get rid of him. United will want to get rid of Tony Martial. Yep. He's got six months left on the contract. Yep. That is, but I think they'll want too much for it. But yep. honestly, a great thing because you could sort of bring Tony in and then have Hoyland to be able to learn from, oh. you know what I mean? He'd be able to actually learn yep. rather than leading the line every game as a young kid. I think that would be a great result, but... I think it would rely on the Jim Ratcliffe thing. If he comes in and goes, here's a hundred million that I can put in that the Glazers would never put in themselves, mm-hmm. then they've got the ability to go for someone like that. Po- All this people. chat, and he's probably going to go to Arsenal. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck me, maybe. Um, but found it at my other couple of touching points. Lacelso, his goal for Spurs, fucking banger. They've been scoring good goals this year. Good goals. Them. Good fucking I goals. can't even remember that one. It I watched was, the highlights, but I can't um, remember. Edge of the box, fucking just mm. good hit. And Ollie Watkins was offside, I think. He's had a few goals like that this year. Yeah, fingertip. And mm. I, I spoke about it last mm. week. I fucking hate that. Yeah, The tip of the boot or the, a fingernail is offside. Well, it can't be a fingernail, but yeah, I get like the length of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So a fingertip. Yep. But I think that call in the game is starting to kind of fuck it. And I, I touched things. on it last week. In that situation, you give the striker the benefit of the doubt. Because the defender, yes, has to tr- try the trap, get him offside. Should nearly be the torso, I think. Yeah, I, and I agree. I it used to be. Well, it, is. It's, it's, to be it's from where your shoulder starts. But, that's, that's where they run it from. It Basically, the way it works is anywhere that you can score from, so if you can score from it, that's classed as an offside. So if you've got yeah, your arm yeah. stuck out, that's where they have, sometimes have issues is where they've got their arm stuck, arm out, stuck out and they don't know where to draw the line. So they're drawing the line here sometimes and sometimes Something here and here. So it gets a bit fucking... Just do it at the yeah. armpit. Also, it, like, mm. but saying that, if an arm's out in front and both torsos align... Oh. Well, that's not offside. Yeah. It. But right. they're calling it offside. It depends for, on the shoulder position, which is yeah. It's, it's and it goes silly. back to what we were saying. I think it would be a great fucking idea to make those lines just thicker, Thick. thicker, just to allow yeah. for that. You know, it it would eliminate the bullshit of people going, "Oh, it was offside. It wasn't offside," because you've got that leeway. Yeah, it's a bit of buffer, and it also returns the benefit to the person who's got to. To time that run as well, and I, I think the striker, uh, and this is old it's school. It's like it in everything. Me. Cricket's the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, the benefit goes to because the, there's a lot more in it. The play of the ball, like it's easy to step back and stop the play of the ball. Mm-hmm. Timing that run is a lot harder. Mm-hmm. So I think it should go back to the benefit of the doubt. Give to the striker. They're they're working a lot harder yeah. for it, not the defender. I agree. Love it. All right, we'll go to our first break before we get into our predictions uh, this week. I'm interested to see how we go this week. <laughs> We're back in from our little break. We've all been jotting down on our on our little lineup sheets uh, something a little bit different. We're going to go through who our best 11 would be, our choice 11, not necessarily best, but who we would put in on the field on any given day if we could from obviously these guys are Liverpool and myself, me and United. So we might jump across to I reckon CEO. 
You can go first, mate, I'll, and let us know off. what you I'll start with keeper and back four. Yeah, well, first of all, what formation are you running? You run the same enough, as what they what, go. 4-3-3. Three, three. Three. Yep. Yep. And start stick, from the back. I'll start from the back. Obviously, I'll uh, probably have Simon Mignolet in goal. I'd get Carrius back in. Jesus Christ. I see everyone hates mil. on Carrius. He would have been... A fucking mint keeper. That one game, he fucked his career. No, yeah. It wasn't the one game. He did a couple. Did yeah, a couple, but, but, but he was, was just the fact it was, long time. Yeah, the fact it was the Champions League, yeah. it just made it 40 times worse. Yep. Anyway, obviously I'll go Allison in goals. <laughs> um, You're second-guessing yourself. I can see it already. Yeah, I am. I'm second-guessing myself. I'd have Joe Gomez at right back. Fuck off. At right back. I would. Oh. I'd have Matip, Van Dyke, and Robbo. Yep. And Matip. <laughs> yeah. I, you got, oh, we he's to. done me dirty. I don't know. Matip can be good. Matip. Yeah, but a lot of the time he's not. He's a bit like, he, he reminds me of, like for us, Victor Lindelof, who sometimes pulls oh. out a few good performances, but yep. then just reverts back to being a bit average. Yeah. I forgot about Konate. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. This is my touching yeah. point. So yeah. I'll let I've you go through yours. Probably yeah. touch. So, one. To be honest. You can you can revert if you want to. So no, nah, I'll I'll definitely you double down. I'll definitely revert. It's just it's clearly depending on who we're playing, I think, as well. Because Trent obviously plays at right back a lot of the time, but then he's a right wing back. I'd love to see him play up as a right midfielder in a in an ideal setting. Um like and, as a sort of like a number Eight sort of midfielders that we nah, talk about, like, like a, a number, like a number six. Yeah, so defensive like midfield. Yeah, defensive midfielder, but also a little bit up. Yeah, like from where we are. Like I think we should nearly take that risk, um, and obviously have Van Dyke on that side because you don't want him <laughs> to not be there when Trent's not defending for us. But um, and then obviously Robbo when he's fit, he comes straight back in. Mm-hmm. Who's playing at left now? Simicus. Yeah, Simicus. Yeah. Look, he's done well for where he is, but, but he's, he's never. He's, a, not, he's yeah. not a starting. He's a good player. backup player. Yeah. So I'd have Kanate over Matip. Yep. Um, and then depending on who we're playing is where I play Trent. So I haven't really given an answer, but I reckon it's sort of justified for mm. what I'm trying to say. I mean, especially when, you got to remember when you're looking at that four three three. That's not really how they play. Like that's an old school four three three lineup. Whereas now they probably have, you know, you have a defensive. It's more like four, four one two, two three three. Yeah. Or yeah. Four, even though they still call it four three three, but we're old. Yeah, so well, continue. No, that's my back forward. Are we going yeah. through the full side? Just go through the whole thing. Should be right. Go through the full side. So yeah. obviously, I'd have Trent out on the right if I could potentially for where he was. Mm-hmm. I'd have Thiago playing in the in the midfield, and then I'd have Sobersly on the other side. Yep. And I'd so, try that. And I know Sobersly plays on the right, but I'd trial it out there. So I'm imagining that as uh, Thiago as your CDM. Yeah, as as like your pivot, yep. and then you're having Sabozlai as as your ten, your most advanced midfielder, and then yep. Trent as your sort of number eight, yeah, sort in yep. between box to box midfielder. That's how I'd have it. Yeah, see, yeah, okay. I'd probably use more as Tiago as your box, box to, to box. box. Yep, Sabozlai and Trent working. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll have a look at yours in a sec. Yeah, continue, mate. Yep. What's your front three? Uh, Luis Suarez. This will be interesting because this, yeah. this, this could go like there's Oregon. There's so many combinations. There's so many combinations out here front. with these three. And, and like like Jack said, it depends who we play as to yeah. who we put there. I have Salah. 
Yeah, obviously. I'd have Nunez. Up the top. Yep. Yep. And then I'd have Diaz on the other side. Okay, fair enough. I think Diaz's upside is just you can't ignore it. I think there's just something there and he hasn't really – he's had stages where he's cracked through and he's tapped through goals, but you can see that when it clicks for him and if he gets the minutes into him – I reckon he can just be an incredible player. It's, it's a shame because he really does show glimpses of Mane, yeah. but he'll always be the shadow of Mane yeah. in my well, eyes because Mane was a credited player. They gave him the credit, but I don't think the league or anyone really he understood how get, much yeah. he did. He didn't get the He the was the difference, yeah. He deserved. Everyone it was always Salah, Salah that was getting it, yeah. But, mate, Mane was the difference in our team. Mm. Hang on. So I'll, I'll be the guy that... Uh, doesn't really know much about Liverpool, for instance. Who would be, say, uh, your next in line, next string, forward, midfielder, and defender that you would chuck in, say, as a substitute during a game? Obviously, it'd have to be depending on injuries for the position of defense. Yeah, of course. Because, like, if it's a center back goes down. Yeah, just go, go yeah. say, yeah. Um, so it'd be Gomez. Yeah. would come in. He, he comes off the bench for me. And that's just purely because we don't have the depth. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have much depth in the defense capabilities. And then Simicast, depending on, yeah, that's mm-hmm. depending on injuries, of course. Yep. Midfield at this stage, uh, I've lost faith in Harvey Elliott from where I did have it. And it would be Graven Birch for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that he, um, He's the same thing as Diaz in a way um, in sort of the way that he sort of looks a bit nonchalant the way that he plays, but he's actually so talented and he's got a little bit of, he's got a little bit of poise about him, which I like. So that's where I'd have him next. And then, then it'd have to be Diego Jota, but I'm a little bit off him at the moment. I'm not 100% convinced in him, but he's very thing. much an impact player. You bring him on for 20, 30 yeah. minutes and that's that's. He does his job. He scores a goal. He gets an assist. and he's- Literally took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. That's why he'd be fantastic at coming off the bench, and that's yeah. why I didn't have him starting. Yeah. yeah fair Honorable enough. mention, Ben Doak. I think Ben Doak, if, you, if, if for some reason we had to take Salah off that side, I'd be putting Ben Doak in there. He's fucking fast. He's young. He's hungry. Oh, I'm very interested to hear your team now. Yeah. I've got – do, do you want to split it up so it's not just Liverpool – Two in a row? Yeah, well, I want to hear yours first. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Definitely. So cool. tell us your perfect United. All right. So Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start with uh, Edwin Van Ashley der Sar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Van der Sar and then we'll move into uh, Yapstam <laughs> and Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. All right. So obviously, uh, Onana as, as a definite one. Had a bit of a shaky start, but um, I don't think that's that's too much of an indictment on him. He's been quite good since that point. So Most clean sheets in the Premier League, correct? Five, correct. Uh, and we haven't been able to hopeless. use him. Yeah, we haven't been able to use him to his potential either. We've, you know, he's been facing a lot of shots still, obviously, because we're not holding a lot of possession. Whereas his strength is that ball ball use. I said um, he'd take his time. Oh, he, yeah. he, he's just one of those bugs. He needs to find his feet. And yeah. Being the keeper for United, it's the hardest job in probably the, the hardest keeping job going out there. Mm. That and Real Madrid. Oh yeah, the that the Real, pressure of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Real sure. Barca United. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'll go as starting right back. This one is really probably the closest thing that we've got in our team. Like the closest competition is between Aaron Wambasaka and Diogo Dalot because they do kind of give a different, I guess, benefit 
from each one. Dallo is much more attacking, and, and Wambasaka is obviously re- like elite one-on-one defense, uh, but has been getting a lot better moving forward since he, he's been working under Ten Hag. So I would take Wambasaka maybe eight times out of ten. If you against a flat track, low-level team, then I'd probably chuck Diogo Dallo in there and give Wambasaka a rest. Uh, I would take Rafa Varane as your starting right right centre-back and obviously um, Lissandro Martinez at full fitness as left centre-back. And then uh, I think the the left-back is obviously Luke Shaw because we don't really have um, – Oh, we've got good backups, but they're no nowhere near his level. My favourite, Malaka. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you actually say it? What? Tyrell. Malassia. Malassia. Yeah, yeah Malaka. <laughs> I think uh, for a young player, I think he's a lot of potential there. Oh, for... he's, he's a solid uh, and he's um, he's tenacious. He, yep. he has a crack every time yep. he comes on. He's been a good sort of backup for sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. For sure. For sure, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Especially being young, obviously yeah. he's not expecting to play every game, which is good. That's what you want. You want to be able to have someone that can do the job, but also isn't expecting to play every game. Obviously. So what about Alvaro Fernandez, um, have you yeah, seen enough looks, from him? He looks good. I is, thought is he, he would. Have, I know he's out on loan. I'm surprised. But... Yeah, it would have been handy to have kept him yep. this season because we've had so many injuries on our yeah. on our left um, yeah. left back. We had Shaw out for about. What three months, and then Malassia was in the same boat. Our backup, and then we had to go get Serge Regulon, and then fucking he got injured as well. <laughs> so we were, I think we were playing. Um, what's his name? Uh, the new fella in midfield, uh, the Moroccan fella. His name Amrabat. is Amrabat. Fuck me, I can't believe it. Jeez. So yeah, he he was even playing left back at one point. So anyway, uh, and substitutes, I would have obviously a centre back of third third string is Maguire. Yeah, Harry Maguire. Consistently, obviously, he's been much better lately. Actually, he's he's strung a lot of good games together. He's think, good on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. He's he, been good for quite a while, and I think that's what's keeping Varane out of the side at the moment because he's been so consistent. Fuck, I'd be rival. Oh yeah, if Maguire got, it was just yeah. starting. Oh, honestly, there's me. there's no there's no real argument to be able to say, okay, well, you know, Maguire or Varane at the moment because Maguire's been the one that's been performing. So I understand yeah. that. But at the end of the day, it is Rafa, Rafa Varane. So you've got that sort of swagger about it where you go, well, fuck me, mate. Like, I've won four Champions Leagues. I'm- I'd have Varane in over Lindelof. Yeah, definitely. So would yeah. I. But it's, for some reason, it's a Eric Ten Hard thing. He likes having someone that can play from the back through their left side, yeah. which is why he's been picking Johnny Evans. I don't necessarily agree with it, but that's that's his reasoning for it. And Jumping then I would have Diogo Dallo as the other Dallow. substitute. Because you can either he can play left and right back, yeah. so he's quite quite flexible. All right, midfield, How's midfield looking. Midfield, yeah. obviously, at his best, Casemiro. If you're looking at him last season, one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. So, what formation him. are you going to, by the way? Well, four three three, but as I said, it is that four one two three sort of. Yep. Um, but I would play him as as your number six, your sort of single pivot, unless you're playing against maybe a city and then possibly a double pivot. With the next person, which I would, uh, I would be putting in Kobe, Kobe Manu uh, as a number eight, whether it's a box to box number eight or a double pivot number eight, whichever one you sort of wanted to work off, because he is quite flexible. He can play the ball forward, he can hold the ball up, he can carry the ball as well. 
And obviously, Bruno Fernandes as as a number 10. I think that's an obvious one. I don't think Mount's done anywhere near enough to even warrant warrant being in that conversation. And he's not even in my conversation for the bench players either. I would have Amrabat as a replacement for either that number six position or the number eight, depending on what you're trying to achieve, because he is quite a good passer of the ball. And then also McTominay, if you were trying, McTominay can play all three, but he's probably a better box to box or number ten potentially. I, I think he's doing. been playing that number ten role really well. He's, he's found a bit of form, and yeah, well, that's I, the thing. I mean, he was probably supposed to be playing a number eight, but yeah. he looks like a number ten number when he's 10. running yeah. into the box like he does. So, yeah. uh, but they would be my two two there, and I was really really torn for the front three here because I really think Rashford is his best on the left and his best is probably the best in our best attacking out of three. the squad. Yeah. yeah. But Garnacho does not have the the skill set to be able to perform anywhere else. And the right wing is something that's really a problem for us this year. Obviously you've got Anthony who can't string one game together, let alone two or three. Too busy in the lockups, mate. Yeah. And you've got Palistri who is quite young and probably that next level down after your Garnacho, you know, he's probably a four-string winger. It's funny. Palistri is listed as your midfielder. No, nah, he's a winger. He's I'm a, looking at yeah, your yeah. website, but, yeah, you've, right you've got him as the midfield. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, he's a but he's like an old-school right winger. He's not like, you know, how most right wingers are left-footed in most these days. He's a right-footed right winger. So When I played there, mate, I could use both feet, so. <laughs> yeah. so Someone has a contract for me, let me know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'd start with Garnacho on the left. Hoyland is obviously the one that I'd put up the top. Martial hasn't done enough for me to warrant that spot. Yeah. What about Sancho? And, well, we'll get to him. And Rash- <laughs> Rashford on the right because Sancho's fucking playing FIFA. Um, <laughs> is there any update on him? Oh, I don't think he's I'm pretty back, sure. He, yeah, he's he's put in for a transfer in the I'd say so. summer. I'd say yeah. And if he wasn't, he's not going to be fucking getting back in the team because so. he's been banned from the kitchen and everything. I think he's been kicked out of the WhatsApp group. He's done. Yeah, he's he's been axed. He's done. So, and my substitutes there, obviously, uh, Pelistri or Anthony. Honestly, if Anthony was performing how he was last year, I'd have him and Rashford. But with the way they're performing now, I just don't, I can't see him getting back into the starting 11. But it may be good for him because he's still young. Um, so there's still room for improvement with him. But yeah, we'll see. So, how about you, Andy? What's your lineup looking like? I like that uh, Jack went with Gomez on that right back. But <laughs> my... well, he backtracked pretty quick. But... Yeah, he did. <laughs> but. I, I agree about, with Jack As soon as there. I said Canate, I was like... Yeah, I, I, I agree with Jack <laughs> I there. About him. It, it's very situational for us how we play because we have... I'd say we'd have 22 players that you can swap and change. Yeah, mix and match. Maybe. And make the team that you need to play. So it's quite hard. Yeah, I mean, when you're playing a big team like Luton and you've got to try and gotta, ground out a result, you've got to put your best players exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> we get carry us off, Lauren. And, yeah. um, but I'd, for right back, obviously Trent. It's his position. Yeah. When he does it well, he does it well. But when he's not performing, it's pretty average. Like we were talking about before the game, it just seems like he lapses. There's yeah. been games where you look at him defensively. I can't remember who it was against. It was against um, it was a couple of years ago, and he just locked this bloke up. And it was one of the top teams in the like in the Champions League or something. And he absolutely locked him up. And you go, well, why? You've shown us you can defend like that. 
Why is it constantly? Do it week in, week out. It seems like, yeah. and we've been talking about it for three years, me yeah, and you. Yeah, been, those goals, like yeah. those back post goals, where he just fucking switches off, yep. and and you guys he, can see he, when you've been real. He gets lazy, yeah. yeah, yeah. But when when Trent's in form, mm. I don't think there's many right backs in the world oh, that'll beat him. And that's what I'm saying. Three years ago, with the because he was so good going forward, which he still is, but he wasn't switching off going back. We had to have him over nearly everyone. Back, yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd have him over just about every, yeah. like any fucking right exactly. back in the world at that point. So, so if we can find him some form again, I think he's hands down one of the best right backs in the mm-hmm. world. Um, I've got Canate next to him, <laughs> definitely correct. on that side. I love Matip, great player again, situational. He scares me when he plays. He can score though. He can Matip. score. He gets up. He he loves a run up the front. Yeah, he loves a fucking run. You but, both both your centre backs like. Like getting a header in. Van Dyke, not so much. Van Dyke. Van Dyke's a lot safer. He likes yeah, but Van Dyke back, used to, like, you guys used to score a lot through, through, through Van Dyke. Like three yeah. set pieces. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd have Canate on, oh, what way are you looking at it? You're looking on the right. So the right side of the centers, the center backs, you'd have Canate. On the left side, you'd have Van Dyke. Mm. Um, Actually, on Van Dyke, too, I still hate that fucking dribble past stat. Hasn't been dribble pass. He's the only person I've ever heard that stat used. Yeah, because he hasn't been dribble pass. He hasn't been. So you get past him. Mate, hey, hey when you, you run can pass at me, him. Hang on, you run at me, right? I'll run backwards hmm. and you won't dribble past me. That's not what he does, though. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, that stat well, is I get that stat, but like, it's not how it's he plays. It's a fucking stupid stat. Mind you, you know who did get dribble pass? <laughs> Dude. Trent seven times <laughs> against Man City. Yeah, he got Jer- rolled. Jeremy Doku is def- he's definitely playing <laughs> playing up in the midfield <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> but hands down, week in, week out, my favorite left back in the world, Robbo. He's I, I don't care what anyone Work said. Off. He he's not talented. Like he's not the he doesn't have flair. He doesn't. He just fucking gets it done. Gets it done. Works hard. hard as fuck. Backward, like back, back and forth. And forth. He's, if you could have Trent defending like he does every week. Mate, we'd have done. the best two fullbacks in the world. Done. Yeah. Um, Robbo on the right-hand side, hands down. Um, honorable mention for the back line. I don't like Simicass. He's very average. Again, you maybe bring him on for 10, 15 minutes just to see the game through. That's about it. Um, Matip, I'd put him in the middle if we lost Canade or Van Dyke. I'd... Send Gomez over to Everton or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I'd put, um, oh, I think it's Quansar, Jarrell Quansar, one well, of the young boys. He's had four games. That. He's had four games this season, and he has shown fucking a lot of promise. So I think if we were to move Trent up into the midfield, Quansar is more of a center, but he's known to play on the right hand side. I'd put him in there. I think he's a great player. Gomez sort of plays a little bit of both as well. So doesn't Gomez he? can do both, which yeah. is good, but he just lapses all the time. Mm. So I'd put. It's Quinn, good to have players that can play that centre back or and and know, we're safe role. there. So yeah. I, I'd put him up there in the defence as my backup um, for my midfielders. Now this is hard because there's a lot, a lot of midfielders we have, and they're hit and miss. They're dependent on the situation. We, we, we keep going back to that for Liverpool. It's very much dependent on the situation, who you play. But hands down, Sobberslai earns a spot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter First who one you, on the cheat. Do, doesn't matter who you're playing, Sobberslai's in. I've got Thiago Alcantara. When he's in form, he's once again, one of the best if midfielders I've ever seen. How long seen. has he got left, you reckon? 
He's not far off. Not done, far to be off. Yeah, I think he's maybe, already almost there. I think he can't stay fit. If he stays probably. fit, he's an off the bench player for a little bit. Maybe like another a, season. Like, like we used to use um, one Mata. One Mata, yeah. Off the yeah. bench, off the bench just minutes. a bit of flair, see if you can get something out of him. Because so. you can play that pass that's, you know, You'll just pick it. open yeah. the game up. Yep. When you game. Same as like how we should be using Christian Eriksen. Yep. 20, 30 minutes, bring him on if you want to win the game. Yep. Um, play that pass that no one else on the field can play. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Sobazlai, Thiago, and then... For me, uh, Graven Birch, one yep. of the best purchases we've made besides Sobers Lights. He's been doing year. well. Yeah. He's been doing very well. So first, I think first three or four games he wasn't that crash hot, but he's bit, found his feet. He's yeah. found his feet. Um now honorable mention to if I was to pick a player that was playing a little bit more attacking, McAllister. Hands down. We pay big money for him, we know what he's capable of. If I need someone as a defender, I'm playing Stefan. Ayatich, young bloke, cracker last season. Yep. He's hungry. He's a defensive midfielder, but he can go forward. Um, Curtis Jones, I don't know. He's there, but he's not. Harvey Elliott's the same. He's there. He shows flair, but since that injury, he just hasn't had the pace. He just can't seem to hold his own in what the What did he do again? Uh, he, got, he broke his leg shattered. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough one to come back from. Uh, like, yeah, and that's Luke what I mean. He's been through that. He was sort of when oh, I think it was under Mourinho, and he did yeah. did that. He was on his way up, like looking like the next big thing, and shattered his leg. And he's just struggled. and that's exactly what happened with Harvey. Yeah. yeah, he was the next big thing. He's done this injury, and he's gone down. Like he's he's got an assist and a big chance this season, but he's just not fast enough for that position. So mm. it's a shame. To you see. need to be able to move quickly. Yeah. Like forwards, backwards, laterally in yeah. that in that and, position, and so. he's pretty slow with that. So that's my midfield honorable mention again to Endo. We brought him in to do a job. He's come in and done it. He's had eight starts with this. He's there. He's solid. Got rid of Endo. Brought in Endo. Exactly. So <laughs> now my forward line. Here we go. And Jack's fucking frothing this because his is so. Well, it's not so different, but Mo Salah, obviously. Yeah, Diaz, obviously. Given. Jota. Is my starter. Ooh. Jota up top? Up top. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I like yeah. that. He is my starter day in, day out. He's good for, for probably 60, 70 minutes. Mm. That's where you bring Nunez in. He's fucking fast. He wants to run and he'll penetrate. Mm. Oh, he does. And especially he suits games where you guys are like, say, playing against City. Yeah. I think he suits that. Like uh-huh. if you, uh, next time you guys play Tottenham and if, they're playing that high line. Yep. He suits that sort of game. 100%. Because um, he ha- he is very fucking quick. He's quick. Nunez is a fucking bullet, mate. So is Diaz. But Jota seems to be almost like Bobby in a sense where he's solid. He holds the ball a little bit. And if you fucking put a cross to him, he'll head it in. It's different too with Nunez. Is, I mean, he's been playing a lot off the wing, yep. hasn't he? Yeah. You get a different dynamic playing a speedster off the wing rather than up the top. In the middle, yeah. Because you get those runs where the ball comes over the top and, and the winger can sort of run diagonally onto yep. it and, and sort of cut across. Exactly. Rather than, you know, your center forward having to run directly and you've got to try and, like, put it on their head more more or less. So yep. he probably is more, I guess, impactful from that, that wide position rather than through the middle. But then again, who... Yeah, you guys are sort of lacking that 
we don't have focal point as yeah, well. Yeah. So like you look at you look at appearances between Gakpo. Uh, I'm impressed with him, but I'm not. I mean, you got him as that. He was supposed to be that that Bobby nine. replacement. Yeah. yeah. But he hasn't really done much. You've got thirteen. He's playing a lot through midfield, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. playing. Yeah, pretty or like wide. almost center attacking mid. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Or he comes in on the wing. But yep. you've got Salah with thirteen appearances, Gakpo with eleven, Jota, Diaz, and Nunez all on twelve. Mm. Now, even spread. Jota four goals, Diaz three goals, Nunez four goals. Mm-hmm. Pretty even. Who Jota- you have on the left? Diaz. Diaz. Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like that combination. And again, like you said, it depends on the team that you Depends you're on the situation, yeah. yeah well, like you wouldn't that. be able to play them after an international break because, no. you know, they've both got jet lag. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you've got shots shots across the board. Jota and Diaz are 22 shots, 21, 22 shots each. Nunez has 40. Mm. So he's getting a lot more chances, but it's he's like not a, burying it. It's mm. like a renewed version of Firmino and yep. Mane. Obviously not to the same extent, but it's like, Basically trying to go back to that route, yeah, I think. Yeah, which I like. So yeah, uh, for me, Nunez is off the bench, and Jota starts for me between Jota and Gakpo as the starter. I think Nunez is very much either on the wing or he comes in and impacts off the bench. Mm. All right, so, fair enough. Time for our predictions yep, now. Let's definitely. rattle through them, rattle and rattle. go for it. Brentford versus Luton Town at Brentford. Brentford versus Luton. <sighs> You'd think Brentford get it done. Oh, I'm going to go Brentford 2-0. Yeah, I'm feeling the same. Brentford 2-0. Nice. Write mine down where you going. Please. <laughs> uh, Arsenal versus... Hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. oh no, sorry. Can't you can't skip the fucking OG. Yeah, you can't. And uh, I, I'm interested fuck, to see where he goes. fucked up there. Hold on. Oh, what'd you fuck up? Luton coming off a win, though. Yeah, and this is where I want to go with that. Um, Luton, I think, are going to carry this form. Ooh, They're hungry. Over a bit of a purple patch. It, yeah. So you writing yours down? I will. Yeah. I think uh, I want to take Luton 1-0. Love it. All right. Arsenal versus the Wolves next. We can actually do this game now. Andy, you can go first because uh, I interrupted. At the Emirates? Is that the Emirates? At the Emirates. Arsenal 1-0. I'm going to go Arsenal 3 0. Yeah, we don't, like, they don't have Neto. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't see the Wolves scoring. Huang's, Huang's starting to have a bit of trouble not having Neto feed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm going to say 2 0. Yeah, of course. Wait, what did you say? 3 0. 3 0. Yeah. 3 0. I did 3 0. Burnley, have we all gone? Yep. Burnley versus Sheffield United in the next one at Burnley. Oh. Burnley 2 1. That's the fucking marination station of the round, isn't it? Burnley versus Sheffield. You're watching that, you're sick. Yeah. I think, yeah. Burnley I you go for one of the two goals teams. in it, actually. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's a proper, like, I reckon Burnley might take Sheffield to the cleaners with that game. Wow, oh, you reckon? Because they, they fucking did last year. You got to remember that. They did that. That's exactly what they were trying to do last year. And they used to trounce championship teams last year with how they were playing. I reckon I'm going to say 3 1 Burnley. Jeez. What about yourself? One all for me, yeah. One all. I don't think either team deserves to win. <laughs> they might may not deserve, yeah, you're right. That could, could be, be yeah. Oh jeez. Sad. That'd be a miserable game. <laughs> uh Forest versus Everton at Forest. 
Knots. Knots. Uh, the old city ground. I'm going to say 2-1 Nottingham. I'm going to go 2 nil Everton. I'm going to go 2 all. I... It's got big implications. Both those there's, games that we just mentioned, so they much. do. There's so much to... Probably not as much Burnley-Sheffield because I feel like they're sort of done. Yeah, there's more... Well, obviously, it's still for <laughs> yeah. them. They want to win the game. No, no shit. But Nottingham Forest is massive for, for Everton, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're the games that Everton have to win. Yeah. yeah. These head-to-heads against those teams in that 12 to... to 17 bracket are the ones that Everton have to go, yep, we're taking three points so for Forest, that, otherwise though. we're getting yeah. relegated. Yep. So, so do Forest, so though, to get themselves not only out of that bracket, but yeah. get some consistent Oh, I agree, I agree, I agree. But the thing is, Forest are what? Yeah, nine, eight or nine points ahead of where Everton are right now. So in current um, current standings, it's much more of a important game for Everton, I believe. Take that. All right. What have we got next? Newcastle, Manchester United. Huge game at St. James Park. Big game. Big place to travel to as well. Um, Can Newcastle do the double and beat Chelsea and Man United in two weeks in a row? Yes, they can. It's going to be 2-1 Newcastle. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a heap of goals. I'm thinking it might be, and obviously I'm, I'm in... United bias. I think we might scrounge a draw, one all. I'm very much on the fence here. Whether it's going to be three one or two one to Newcastle. Can you look up who Newcastle played during the week as well in the Champions League? Because that may have a bearing on what happens as well. Do they have Champions League? Yeah, United have to go and play Galatasaray. And Newcastle. Got PSG. Yep. Oof. Tomorrow Is that morning away? from our time. Yeah. Tomorrow morning. You're licking your lips Whoa. now, aren't you? Yeah, that actually That's does have tough. big implications. That is. It's, yeah. it's a big big difference in time between the games, though. You've got yeah, I'm still tomorrow for it. PSG and then Sunday for United. I'm going to stick with plenty of break. So, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about like who they've actually got to play. You remember they're probably playing the same team. Yeah, I think five in days. In both games. Enough. Five, six days. When do they play? Like, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday morning. So is it? So you've got Sunday, seven AM. Full Wednesday for us, obviously. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So four days. It's a must win game for PSG too. Yeah. Yep. Um mind you, so it's a it's a must win game for Galatasaray and United as well. So it actually does change things. I think this is gonna be a, a two all draw at St. James. I don't know what Newcastle's injuries are still like. Have they got? I think they got some players back. I think they're pretty set. I don't they? I think they're pretty set for for a team at the moment. Yeah, like Trippier's back. Um, Maybe bring up who they played on the weekend as a starting eleven. Chelsea. That would give us a good idea. I'll have a look. I didn't really have a look at their starting eleven, but um, I think that definitely will have an impact. Obviously, if they go to PSG and get fucking whacked yes. off the pitch, and it's the same with United. If United go to Galatasaray and, and get, you know, gut punched, that could completely change the result of this game. Newcastle have their strongest 11. Yeah. Back, yeah. By the looks of it. So yeah. I think, I reckon, two all draw. Callum Wilson's the only one out. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need gold. I need gold. Kegs. Kegs. 
Kegs. So, all right, I'm going to stick with 1-1. One, one. I think they'll both be a little bit, uh, you know, gassed. Tender. Both both yeah. squads will be a little bit gassed from the, the trip across the ditch. So I'm going to stick with 1-1. One, one. I'll stick with 2-2. Two, 2-1. Two. Two, it's a big game too because they're one space apart on the on the league table as well. It is Chelsea Brighton. I feel like I've already seen this game. Yep. <laughs> have we seen this game? I, I, think, I feel I, like we have, hey. Yeah, it just has one of those connotations to it. Um it's So at Renter Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna oh, I can't even back Chelsea anymore. I'm sorry. They've stuffed me over that many times. <laughs> I'm gonna go one all. Um mm. I'm gonna back Chelsea here. Three one. Lewis Dunk. Ooh. He's out for a week. He's out for a week. Captain's out. Yep. Brighton not looking great. Every time I chip Chelsea, they lose. One all. One all. Every time I chip Chelsea, they lose. Every time I go against the grain, they win. So you're probably right. I reckon 3-1. Mind you, Chelsea have been fucking putrid at Stamford Bridge. I reckon they're going to break the hoodoo and go 1-0 Chelsea. <laughs> oh, look out. <laughs> oh, that's a big call. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest roughie for the year. <laughs> the way we're going. All right. Next uh, game. Next game. Liverpool, Fulham. Uh, whitewash. It has to be. I think Liverpool win this 4 0. At oh, home. You're yep. confident. I don't yep. think that's I don't a think big that's call. gonna I don't think that's gonna happen. Really? No. Nope. Mate, Fulham aren't very good. Liverpool yeah. always They'll struggle to struggle to score. Maybe I'm gonna go four one. Nunez fucking skies six yarders, mate. If he's starting, he's not going to score against Fulham. Well, put Trent up there, mate. <laughs> oh, well, he'll kick a fucking worldie again. But we forgot to touch on that. I forgot to touch on that on the fucking first half of the show. His first touch for his goal no, on the weekend. Gone. Don't worry about that. No, fucking brilliant. Anyway. Uh, no, it, go, was, it was, though. It was very tidy because he, he knew he had to get that off very quickly. Get that quickly. off quick. Um, so, no, he did well. But I reckon, anyway. I reckon 2-1. I don't think we're going to stomp away on this. I like it. Hopefully my prediction's right. Yeah, I, I, I hope that as well. Uh, West Ham versus Crystal Palace. It is at London Stadium in West Ham. 1-1. One, one. Into Palace. I'm going to take West Ham. West Ham 3-0. Bowen. Bowen gets Bowen. on the score sheet again. My for guy. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Not like bad. It. What's next? Bournemouth. What did you go? What did you go? I said one one. One one. One one. One one. Uh Bournemouth versus Aston Villa now at Vitality Stadium. Fourth versus sixteenth. Yeah, I think Villa go there and put three past Bournemouth. Yeah, I'm gonna go three one. I think it's gonna be three nil to Villa. Yeah. Three one Villa. I'll go two nil Villa. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Bournemouth then. <laughs> He loves the Solanke goal. He loves it. No, he just loves Bournemouth. I do. <laughs> I do. Bring back wait, Eddie. Wait, hang on. Yeah, is Eddie Up still coaching? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eddie's my guy. <laughs> um, and the aforementioned game, Manchester City versus Tottenham at the Etihad. Yeah, I think this is going to be a bit of a walk in the park for City. Uh, they always have good games, though. Tottenham, actually, yeah, they Tottenham do. They're a bit of a, um, a bogey team for City. Yeah. You're right. They have had a lot of... A lot of results, uh, but they did also have fucking Harry Kane, and that did suit the way that you know Tottenham were happy to just sit there, yeah, and and break with Kane and um, I think it's going to be a what's goal his name frenzy. I reckon it's going to be four Sun. three Man City, yeah, Sun um, on the on the counter. So four three Man City. 
I think three two city. Oof. I think there's. I think Harley's right. Spurs come and have a good game against them, but I think City. I might get up and watch this popcorn out for it. <laughs> I'm gonna say eight nil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say four two Manchester City. We've all gone very high scoring here. Mm. It's interesting. We'll have to see how it goes. Well, another great episode. Make sure you give five star review, follow all that stuff above, follow on all the socials. Big thanks to Harley and Andy coming in. Yeah, well, I'm back and the pod's back, so I might have to stick around a bit longer, I think. Yeah, it's looking good. Unfortunately. Um, I enjoy it. <laughs> um, but thanks for steering thanks for the trying, ship, boys. Yeah, yep. appreciate it, mate. No worries. May all your teams win and your multis get up. <laughs> Gamble responsibly, boys. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> Thank you.